0: To Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lamont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lamont Williams.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lamont Williams, coming to you live. The first week, or the first Wednesday of the month of December, December 5th. Glad to be here back another week. My super producer A Rod and everyone out there listening to the show. And like always, I want to kick off the show and talk about and recap the Houston Texans victory over the Cleveland Browns last week in week 13, beating the Browns 29 to 13. Texans make it nine in a row, nine straight games since September. They get out to a and three start, everyone, Push the panic button here in the state of Texas as well as in the city of Houston. But Houston and Bill O'Brien and his team has turned things around. The Texans are on a nine-game winning streak beating the uh, Cleveland Browns 29-13. to 13. Now, if you've been checking out the show and listening faithfully every week, every Wednesday night, you know I've been talking about the Texans' is improving, especially on the offense side of the ball, their running game. And to me, overall, the Texans played a, a complete football game. From the beginning to the end, on all three phases, I thought they did a really good job offensively, defensively, and on special teams, Uh, starting with their offense. Offense was able to put up some really big numbers uh, throughout the first half. Didn't score a touchdown in the second half, but they had enough cushion and enough push through the first half, which allowed them to kind of take off and just cruise to the second half. Offensively, their dual-threat quarterback, Deshaun Watson, he finished with 224 yards, one throwing touchdowns, no interceptions, which is important. Uh, for the second-year quarterback out of Clemson, uh, but he was sacked four times. So again, he needs to work on his timing and be able to get the ball out of his hands um, in the faster, uh, faster pace, I guess. And his mental clock—he can go off a little bit faster for him not to be sacked four times. But you know, he's going to try to extend plays with his legs and and and, and try to get outside the pocket. And sometimes that can help him, but most times it hurts him. And he'll he'll grow out of that. Uh, Only in his second year, giving up four sacks. Another big thing that jumped out to me offensively, I've been preaching this guy's name and his praise ever since training camp. He lost some weight, about eight pounds, came in a lot lighter, quicker than the previous years. I'm talking about Lamar Miller, the running back for the Houston Texans. Now, Lamar Miller has successfully and progressively every week got better. Uh, Another rushing, uh, over 100-yard rushing against uh, the Cleveland Browns. It started back in, I want to say the Jacksonville game, on the road when they went to uh, Jacksonville. felt like Lamar Miller started to get his groove back offensively here this season, and he's been on fire ever since. He rushed for 161 or two last week on Monday Night Football, and last Sunday he rushed for 19 carries and had 103 yards. No rushing touchdowns, but he was effective. He was able to bust – Left over some plays. Uh one he took one for thirty-two yards. Uh, but he allowed the Texans to establish that running again game against the Cleveland Browns defense, which gave the Texans balance uh far as when they had to throw the football. Speaking of throwing the football, the Texans went to the all pro and again, uh, you know, uh missed a consistent wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins had seven receptions for ninety one yards, didn't have a uh, receiving touchdown, but it seems like and he was targeted 12 times by Deshaun Watson, so that chemistry and continuity has continued to build. But it just seems like, to me, every single game he has an unbelievable catch. This one game against the Browns, he had one catch where his helmet got knocked off, and he was still able to focus and concentrate and bring the football in to pick up <clears throat> the first down, but has also set up the Texans' first uh, touchdown in the first quarter. So... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he's going to go down as one of the top receivers for the Texans when it's all said and done, and he's making his mark each and every week for the Texans uh, with 91 receiving yards, and the longest he had was with 29 yards. Uh, another guy that really jumped out on Sunday, in my opinion, was Jordan Thomas. Now, you might not have ever heard me talk about Jordan Thomas uh, up until this game. He's a rookie. I mean, the rookie out of uh, Mississippi State. Uh, was a six-round draft pick for the Texans. Uh, came in and made an impact, a, a big impact. At 6'5", 200, uh, 280 pounds, the Texans really needed the rookie to make an impact, and he did that from the tight end standpoint. you got to give credit to Bill O'Brien as well as Deshaun Watson. They find him in pockets to be able to give him the ball and for him to be able to pick up his first uh, receiving touchdown as well uh, last week against the Browns was huge for him. It's going to help build his confidence as well as give them some more playing time as a team will need that play from the tight end position late in the season as they play their uh, individual rival, I, I guess, or a divisional team and the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday here in Houston. So uh, the home games is definitely helping the Texans. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, they had some adversity. uh week before last, they had uh, their owner, founder, uh, Bob McNair. He passed away. And last Sunday, uh, really last Friday night, and going into Sunday's game, uh, former president uh, George W. George W.H. Bush passed away, president number 41, a uh, big advocate, big attender for the Texans games, and he's done a couple of coin tosses that I've been at the game covering that I remember seeing him uh, on the field, and he's really good friends with Bob McNair. So with all that being said, uh, the Texans has been Focus at home, even though they've been going through some adversity as far as the owner passed away, one of their biggest advocates in, in George H.W. Bush, he passed away. But it just seems like the Texans are so focused right now, um, and they're doing a really good job by just continuing to win but also learning from their mistakes. And uh, I really uh, got to give credit to Bill O'Brien. I really don't do that as much, uh, but he somehow found a way to get his team to turn things around after the right. one three start and things are starting to look up for the Texans as they're sitting at 93, 93 in the overall uh, top of the AOC South division. I don't really see them losing um, this, you know, this lead and this momentum going forward. And also I can also, you know, see them kind of tie. Once they beat the Colts, in my opinion, on Sunday, I kind of just gave away my uh, my prediction, but I'll break that down here shortly. But, once you get a chance to beat the coast and, you know, the limits for the Texans and they just need to kind of continue to do what they're doing, uh, as far as winning each and every week and kind of, and sealing up their spot for the playoff spot, uh, opportunities. Another good news coming out of Texans camp or Texas, uh, organization this week, uh, second year running back, uh, Dante Foreman, uh, Deontay Foreman, uh, will be back. He's a local guy at a, Texas City or Lamar area, went to the University of Texas. Uh, Deontay Foreman towards Achilles tendon, and he's now back 100%. He's active. He was activated this week. Uh, here's another guy that can insert uh, and kind of slowly get him back going for the Texans. But right now the Texas running game is, is really moving well with Alfred Blue coming off the bench to help uh, Lamar Miller once he gets tired and continue to have that running game move the ball down the field. And that's exactly what the Texans need. They need a balanced attack. Uh, and my, my producer, A-Rod, been hearing me saying this for the last couple of weeks. If Lamar Miller continue to run the ball well, the Texans are going to do, uh, is going to continue to win. No doubt about it. They just need to continue to run the ball well, do the ball Lamar Miller, but also uh, spread the ball around. And that's exactly what they're doing. I, I like the fact that they went to the tight ends a couple of times uh, last game. Uh, Jordan Atkins, he got some receptions. He had one. Uh, Ryan Griffin, the name that we haven't called in quite some time, he had one reception for 12 yards. Uh, so it just seems like DeAndre is not just I – mean, excuse me, uh, Deshaun Watson is not just focusing on DeAndre Hopkins and Demarius Thomas. He's also looking for his tight ends uh, this part of the season, which is huge for the Houston Texans offense. So kudos to them uh, as they prepare to play in Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, they're going to come in coast coming in, they're, they're, they're playing pretty good football as well right now. And I will give you a little bit more of that breakdown of that game next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Leymar Williams, on the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at one 346 9144 That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live. Houston, Texas, on a Wednesday night, December 5th, 2018, uh, first Wednesday of the month. Excited to be here. And like always, I talk about the Texans kicking off the show. The Texans on a nine game winning streak, beating the Cleveland Browns in week 13, 29 to 13. All right, I gave you my thoughts and opinions on the offense in the first half or the first segment. Moving to the second segment, I've got to give credit and talk about the defense. The defense was phenomenal on Sunday versus the Cleveland Browns. The Houston Texans forced the Cleveland Browns rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, to throw three interceptions. Prior to that game, he only had one interception going into Sunday's game, last Sunday's game, but he threw three interceptions, one interception return for a touchdown by Zach Kettingham. Uh and I'll break that down here a little bit in a moment, but also Baker Mayfield... Threw for 397 yards, only he had one passing touchdown, and passing rating for 75. So, uh, you got to give credit to the to the pressure up front. It starts with JJ Watt, future Hall of Famer, All Pro defensive end for the Houston Texans, as well as Davion if He's playing in this contract year, trying to get that big coin, trying to get the bag, and I really believe he's going to get that in the off season. The Texans going to take care of their big die up front and davion and Clowney. so Clowney and and, and uh, jj was able to bring pressure up front and kind of solidified himself and shut down a learning game and by doing so it forced the rookie to look like a rookie because prior to that baker mayfield has found some success throwing the football and it was building his confidence the cleveland browns came into the game on a two-game winning streak actually beating the cincinnati Bengals on the road prior to the loss to the texans and they've had a lot of confidence that they can come in and be competitive against the houston Texans defense. Well, Texas defense shut down their running game like every team they've been doing the last couple of weeks, the last nine weeks. Uh, Nick uh, Chubbs, you know, he only rushed for 31 yards, 31 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. The longest run he had was 11 yards. So that tells you a lot about the running effort or the running defense the rush defense for the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. Now, uh, Jarvis Landry, he had a pretty good game. He had six receptions for 103 yards with no touchdowns. Uh, Antonio Callaway had those couple of receptions. He had that big fumble uh, right before he got to the goal line, which forced another turnover for the defense. you got to give credit to one of the top rookie players, in my opinion, uh, this season in the secondary. That's Justin Reed. Justin Reed has been lights out. Uh, for the Houston Texans, the rookie out of Stamford. Uh, was able to have four total t- uh, tackles, uh, three of them with solos. Uh, but he was able to make a lot of plays, hustle plays, running around, knocking out balls um, uh, against uh, the receivers. And he's, he's a really physical safety. Uh, he's not afraid to stick his nose in there. He likes to play in the box, but he also can play in the coverage, and I mean, the secondary as well, and be able to pick up interceptions. He had one huge interception. Against the Washington Redskins, return for 109 on 106 yards. So, with that being said, you know this young man has good skill set, good good uh, football IQ. Uh, his brother is Eric Reed, uh, plays for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers right now. So, Justin Reed is doing a really good job for the Texans. In my opinion, he could be in the top top tier for defensive player of the year or defensive rookie of the year. Uh he's doing a really good job for the Texans. Now, Tyron Matthews, the Honey Badger, A-Rod, you know a lot about him. Coming out of Arizona, he was the leading tackler for the Texans in the secondary. Uh, he's their vocal leader. Had a total of t- six tackles, five of them with solos. Um, and then, you know, it just seems like he's at the right place at the right time. Every time you look around, you see Tyron, Honey Badger, Matthews making plays for the Texans. He's in a one-year deal. I'll be surprised if the Texans let him go or he can. he's positioned himself to make a really good contract with someone else next year because he's playing really good football, aggressive football here for the Texans. Kareem Jackson, uh, another guy has been consistent uh, this season for the Texans, his real physical presence. He moved from the cornerback position over to the safety position, and that really helped his skill sets. So I've been able to fly around, give credit to Romeo Connell finding uh, ways to make Kareem a better football player, and he's done that this season. Um, to be able to put him in space and be able to make plays, Kareem Jackson's done a really good job. you got to give credit to Andre Howell. Uh You know, he's back from being out. Uh, you know, he battled cancer a little bit there, leukemia, and now he's back. Uh, he had an interception. I want to say he had one interception for the Texans. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, if I can remember correctly. But uh, one of the guys I want to highlight is Zach Cuttingham. This guy comes back from a knee injury um, for the Texans, played linebacker out of Vanderbilt. Um, I briefly talked about him last year. I mean, of for last week, uh, when he returned, I thought he had a really good presence in the linebacker spot at 6'3", 235. Uh, but he's a second-year guy out of Vanderbilt. Texans going to really need that, that that physical pressing. His his range is really good for the Texans. Uh, being able to have be able to be six three, a lot of quarterbacks have to throw over him or, or above him. And as we saw last game, he was in the right place at the right time, grabbing that interception. But show some athleticism to be able to take that ball and run it back for inter- that interception back for a touchdown would really help the defense for the Texans. So. Uh, give credit to Zach, Todd. Zach Cunningham. He's building his confidence, and he's getting the interceptions, uh, returning them for touchdowns. So Zach Cunningham is is the marquee guy uh, for the Texans here going into Week 14. I guess Indianapolis Colts. Speaking of the Colts, so the Colts played Jacksonville last week. Last week, and everyone thought, well, Jacksonville's not really doing that well. You know, the coast was prior to that game was on a shucks. It was on a five game winning streak. So with that being said, everybody's like, even myself, I know I made that prediction, uh, A Rod on the show last week, having a coach over Jacksonville. Well, little did I know, the Coast offense wasn't gonna show up and the Jacksonville Jaguars were gonna win that game uh six to zero. So Andrew Luck, right, he's a guy that uh all last year, had soldier, shoulder sh- surgery. Now he's returning. Uh didn't really have a really good game last week. Only threw for two hundred and forty eight yards but had that one interception. Offensively, uh the coach was dead. Uh they couldn't run the football, only twenty seven yards rushing. And, you know, you know, they really couldn't pass the ball. <laughs> but I mean it's really nothing I can say. They didn't put up any points. <laughs> so with that, um uh, I anticipate them to kind of hit the reset button. Uh, it was more or less they lost that game, not Jacksonville beating them, in my opinion. Um, so they're going to come out, and they're going to be aggressive against the Texans. No doubt about that. Andrew Luck is familiar with NRG Stadium. He's familiar in that environment. Coming against the Texans, he's not even been intimidated in front of all those screaming fans. And he's going to try to take advantage of any opportunities he sees in that second. He's a well-rounded quarterback he's smart enough to be able to get the ball out of his hands quick enough to make plays. So Andrew Luck will definitely try to come in to Houston and try to end this winning streak against the Texans. Um, if they can get a running game going or some kind of attack, T.J. Yeldon, I'm just going to T.Y. Hilton, if he can be able to get off to a fast start parts far as receiving the ball, uh, catching the ball across the middle, man, it's going to be tough for the Texans. Um I really believe the Texans are gonna win this one though. Uh unless they just I don't know, unless they just come out and just Deshaun has a really bad game and throw a couple of picks or interceptions and his he lose some of his confidence and things start to go south of them uh, early on or unforeseen situations like coin get injured. Uh but I really don't see the Texans losing this game to the Colts. Uh Coach is only two and four. On the road this season, uh, Texans will be wrapping up their three-game home skit or three-game home swing, and they want to finish up strong. So I got the Texans winning, winning over the Colts, and I think the Colts will uh, try to be come in here and try to catch the Texans off guard, but the Texans will find a way to get it done. No doubt about that. Uh, I no, know it sounds no. like a homer, but hey, rightfully so. The Texans have been winning the last nine weeks. Uh, I like they're improving. Phil Bryant calling the right plays at the right time. Good guys in the right scenario. Um, here's another guy I, I want to see continue to have some success with the Texans. That's Demarius Thomas. Uh, if you remember Demarius Thomas was picked up in that mid season trade to the Texans uh, with the Broncos, uh, had a really good game two games ago. Uh, this game was, it was okay. He only had three receptions for 32 yards. Uh, but the Texans do a really good job of getting him going early in certain games and when he does that, as far as catching those wide receiver screens or uh, in the red zone. With that size, Demarius Thomas is able to take the pressure off DeAndre Hopkins because uh, they like to double-team Hopkins a lot in the red zone packages. So Demarius Thomas has 6'3", 229. That frame is, is strong enough to be able to get away from defenders, but at the same time, he's a really good route runner. And uh, DeAndre and DeAndre Watson, I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson and Damaris Thomas, a lot of these there are, are still building that chemistry and growing each and every week. So I'm excited to see how it plays out on Sunday. Again, I got the Houston Texans continue to win the streak at 10, from 9 to 10, winning over the Indianapolis Colts <clears throat> on Sunday afternoon. I will definitely be there covering the game. I'm to bring you more information uh, to the show next Wednesday outside the Lee My Williams. So with that being said, I'm going to see if I have enough time to roll into my next deal. If not, I want to mention something I saw today, which I'm excited about real quick, is the XFL. The XXL is coming back in 2020. The XFL will also be coming to Houston. Uh, eight cities were selected a rod Phoenix was not one of the cities but Houston was on the list so you got Los Angeles New York Dallas uh, Houston Seattle okay there you go a rod Seattle your your, your town um, where else we got uh want to say st. Louis is on that is on that too but for the most part I'm excited to hear about Houston being here. well that but that being said, uh, we're going to have a lot of football to cover here in the state of Texas, but also a lot of football here in the city of Houston. Uh, they're slated to kind of kick off their season the weekend of February 8th to 9th of 2020. And that's not far away. That's not that long ago from, from now. So everyone's all geared up and excited. Uh, Vince McMahon, the owner of WWE, uh, is the owner of the XXX. and we'll definitely see how it plays out. Uh, It looks like it's going to be a quicker-paced game, 10 weeks, regular season. Each team will have 45 active men on the roster. Uh, Man, I looked at some of the the video on YouTube and it said something about uh, it's going to be a uh, family-friendly environment, no gimmicks, fast-paced game. Uh, Compliment to uh, cross-pattern. I'm in mean, platform viewing options, real-time fan engagement. So i tell you one thing. I'm going to be excited to see that as it plays out um, coming here to Houston. And uh, a Rob, real quick, before we go to break, what you think about the XFL coming back?
2: Um, Actually, I didn't know they were, they were doing that. I thought it was just rumors of them you know, thinking about maybe making it possible, but I, I didn't think it was actually going to be that soon. So that's yeah, new, that's new news to me, but I, I'm actually looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I, you know, it's never you can never get too uh never get too much football, you know, I mean, the state of Texas we watch we can watch football all year round, you know, and <laughs> the weather's gonna be nice, so um, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. You think about Vince McMahon uh this time around, you think and also having uh Andrew Luck's father, Oliver Luck, as the commissioner and CEO of the new league, uh, no re revised league of the XFL. That brings a lot of credibility to the table, which is, uh, Oliver Luck used to be, uh, NFL Europe guy as far as, uh, managing that league. Also, he has a former NFL player and he has, uh, a lot of executive experience. So we'll see how it all plays out, man. I'm just, I'm excited about that. Um, having the opportunity to have some more football here in Houston. So. All right, A Rod, what's our time like before we take another break? Uh, break time now. All right, let's go and break now. When we come back, you heard his voice, A Rod. I'm gonna get his opinion on the upset between the uh, Arizona Cardinals and the Green Bay Packers. Next, on Outside the Huddle, with your host Levi Williams, on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? This week on The Revolution, it's a mixed bag of Thanksgiving hunting pursuits. Joining us will be Greg Ritz, host of Huntmasters, Jared Hinton, communications coordinator for Federal Ammunition, and Jill Gector with Cinch Jeans. Jim and Trav's outdoor Thanksgiving celebration is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Happy Thanksgiving and happy hunting. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. outside the huddle with lemont williams want a piece of today's action call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or you can drop a line to lemont Sports at yahoo.com now let's get
1: back to the show welcome back to outside the huddle with your host lemont williams coming to you live from houston Texas on a Wednesday night, September. September. Why do I keep saying September? Maybe I want to go back in time. But December fifth, twenty eighteen. All right, all right. Now it's a lot of games. I want to go around the NFL. and kind of break down and recap. Joining me will be my super producer A Rod. And A Rod, I want to start with your team, the Seattle Seahawks beating the San Francisco Forty Nine ers forty three to sixteen. Russell Wilson threw for four touchdowns didn't have a lot of passing yards but he connected four times in the end zone which is most important and he was sacked three times so looks like you guys dominated the struggle in San Francisco 49ers what was your thoughts on your team beating the 49ers at home
2: I wasn't worried at, at all didn't even break a sweat <laughs> <laughs> that was just that was just a given game I mean for, for us Seahawks, you know, we could have took it a little bit easy. We could have given him some room to breathe, you know. Pete Carroll just wasn't having it. He just wanted to give it all, all we could. I mean, it was, it was literally a cakewalk. Like, <laughs> we did have a couple errors, I will say, but I mean against the struggling 49ers, come on now.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you think about Richard uh, Sherman returning back to Seattle?
2: Uh, I'm excited. We definitely need him.
1: Yeah, he was able to come back and, and uh, I, I don't actually watch the game, but I'm pretty sure Seattle organization or some, and did a jumbotron or something. They showed him some love because Richard Sherman was the heart and soul of that second, or the Legion of Boom was that secondary for last couple seasons before he got let go and got picked up by the San Francisco 49ers. Yep, yeah, he,
2: yeah. he definitely needs to come back. They got to work something out because Pete Carroll, we, we definitely need him. He is the heart and soul of the, of, the, of the Seahawks for sure.
1: Yeah, I think it came down to the money thing and and, and like you know like. Yeah, it's always about the money. All right, you guys, uh, let's see who who Seattle plays next. Seattle will actually go to, oh no, y'all got another home game. So y'all have the Vikings coming in on Sunday night football. Yeah, Sunday night football. Uh, you, You guys ready? What you think?
2: we got we, we got this. We got the talent for sure. We've done it in the past, so we can do it we can do it again. The Vikings they were, they did all right this week.
1: I actually take that back. That's not Sunday night. That's on the 10th. that's Monday night football. I checked that. That was Monday night football. So you think you guys will be pretty good at home against the Vikings?
2: Yeah, I think we'll be pretty good. it would be a good game to watch. I know the Vikings they've been they've been tearing it up. They've been doing pretty well. I think we can get the job done, no doubt about
1: it. Okay. Uh, so it's something like you pre- predicting your Seattle Seahawks to win over the Vikings at home on Monday Night Football. All right. Going from your favorite team to the team that – or the state team that you represent in Arizona, and actually in Phoenix, is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they upset the Green Bay Packers. I had the Packers beating the Cardinals last week in my predictions. Uh, I think, Aroyo, you had the Cardinals over the Packers. But anyway nah, – No, I
2: picked the Packers, Cardinals. unfortunately.
1: You I doubted the Cardinals. Yeah. All right. So the Cardinals won 20 to 17.
2: Your thoughts on that game? Oh, man. <laughs> Where were they at? The, why were they playing like that last game? <laughs> oh, man. Like, terrible in the West, but then in the East, it's just, it's done. It was a wrap. Yeah. I think, I think really it was because everyone came together and realized what they needed to do. And this is what they've been, uh-huh. been needing to implement from day one. Great game, yeah, game overall. So- I'm, I'm I'm really surprised. It, it wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah. You and uh, Mike McCarthy wasn't expecting it. They ran him off and he got let go at the end of the game. I don't think he got a chance to pack his bag. They said, Hey, you can just go ahead and just leave leave your your, your, your access card here and just go at home. We'll we'll mail you your stuff. Because uh, he was yeah, he man, it just seems like things are going real south for Green Bay right now with their four and seven and one. They're four one, one at home. Man, to lose Arizona at home in front of the Lambo fans, they said, "That's okay, Mike McCarthy. We're going to let you go now. Give you your goodbye, your Christmas bonus check right now. <laughs> 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 I'll let you go." Uh, Josh Rosen, uh, Rosen. I haven't really seen too much of Josh Rosen this season for some reason. But what you think about him? I'm pretty sure you glanced at him a few times. A-Rod a Rod being the Phoenix. What you think about Josh Rosen? Rosen. You think he's the franchise quarterback for Arizona?
2: He he can be he he definitely can be he has the potential. Uh, ever, since he walked on the field, uh, he's been doing a lot better than where he where he was at. I mean, he, a lot more improvement. Just just details really is what he needs to work on. And I th- I think he he can definitely help out the Cardinals and and hopefully get them to a championship. It really just comes down to yeah. how they're coaching him.
1: Yeah, I'm really just again I haven't really seen too much of him on film or any live games, but. I remember a lot of his stats and his highlights from college. He seems like a very highly confident <laughs> quarterback. Oh I mean, yeah, I very passionate for sure. Yeah, he's very passionate, huh? Hey, You yeah, think he, he's passionate?
2: Yeah, he's 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 got it. He, he's got the drive and the passion. But I mean, he just he's just got to work on a couple technical things for himself, and then you know be on the right path with with the coaches and work together with the offense and just just get it done. I mean, you got Larry Fitzgerald there. <laughs> what else do you need?
1: Yeah, I, I was going to mention Larry Fitzgerald. Do you think that's his, his last season? Cardinals and he's going to retire or what?
2: Ah, depends. I, <laughs> I've said it many times that I think that he should should have retired two years ago. But, you know, he's still going. He, he's, getting, he's getting up in age. Sooner or later, he is going to have to retire. I think if he does it sooner, it would be better, especially on the retirement end. But, I mean,
1: we'll see. Yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, uh, he's he gonna be one. Yeah, he's uh he's like our. Oh, uh, no, he has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, Super Bowl. He won one with uh, Arizona. I know they made it to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, but I don't think they won it. Oh I thought no, no, I no. thought he won. No,
2: nah, they didn't.
1: Nope. Yeah, they didn't win it that year. Yeah, they didn't win. I think they played a uh, what? Pittsburgh was it? Pittsburgh they played? Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the Steelers. Uh, but anyway.
2: Yeah, they came close. Larry I mean, that I think that was. The Super Bowl where they were they were trying to judge whether or not he was in or not or something like that and I think he was in but you know, hey everyone has, everyone's opinion is their own. <laughs> yeah. I think the Cardinals got yeah, robbed uh, of that.
1: Yeah, Kristen, Kristen Kirk, what you think about him as a receiver for for the Arizona Cardinals?
2: He's been doing it. He's been doing good so
1: far. Yeah, yeah. All right, kind of wrapping that up. My buddy plays for Arizona as well, former Howard University. Bryce and there, uh, so I'm uh, 41. So he's gonna have a, he's he's gonna finish up his career, I'm pretty sure, in Arizona when it's all said and done. All right, going from the west to the east, or really, uh, well, southeast, I guess. Dallas Cowboys Thursday night football last week upset everybody, and not the Saints off their high horse, beating them 13 to 10. I don't know if you got a chance to watch that game Thursday night, A-Rod. I know it's been almost a week ago, but
2: uh, Cowboys. I had to watch it. What do you think? Uh, I was impressed. Good game overall, offense, defense. Everyone was holding their own. Had to watch it, really.
1: Yeah, I thought that Prescott held it together pretty good. Um, you know, 249 yards, one throwing touchdown. Uh, you yeah, know, he was sacked seven times. Again, he played against the Saints, but it was warm the Dallas defense, they held it down and ended up winning that game for them there was their offense. Um, oh, yeah. Saints, man, they didn't come marching in until like the third quarter. You know, they only put up 10 points in the third quarter. Dallas got to a fast start, 10 points, and they kicked that field goal in the second quarter. After that, they didn't score again, so nope. I don't know if it was just an off game for Saints or just a, a better game for the Cowboys, but i tell you one thing, Jared Jones will take it because they're on top of the NFC East right now, and they have, uh, let's see here, who is the Cowboys playing? I'll pull that up here shortly. But So the Saints, you think that was uh, at 10-2, you think they still have a chance, A-Rod, to make a, a push deep in the playoffs?
2: Uh, they're definitely going to learn a lot from this last game. Uh, they got to switch it around and be serious. they got to be committed to... Working all together and getting it done, they got talent. Drew Brees has been yeah. breaking records this whole season, but you know, they, they got to yeah. be one. They got to be one unit. They can't be one, one uh, single-minded.
1: I hear you. Uh, the Cowboys are playing the Eagles on Sunday at home. So, and the Eagles end up winning their game. So it, it, that'll be a really good matchup. See how that plays out for both teams. Uh, NFC East. Who you think will win the NFC when it's all said and done?
2: The East, the East, East, East. Um, I think I'm gonna have Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys
1: now. Yeah, they're a drivers team. I don't see man, I don't see them dropping the ball on that one at seven, seventy five, five one at home. The Eagles are only the only closest team that can really that, that division is so weird, man. It seems like every year it comes down to the wire. You know, it's like the one it's not like the AFC East was the Patriots were like big in the league of their own like they're away with it and everybody else is just bottom feeders you know the Dolphins and Buffalo and yeah. who else is in that oh the Jets and the Jets <laughs> yeah <laughs> like... so, so yeah but it seems like AFC East is always competitive there's all you can make it to playoffs in AFC East at 6-6 six six or or something crazy you know something like Whereas in the other divisions, you really had to be a standout to win that division. Yeah,
2: I mean the West is a lot more competitive than the East.
1: You think? You think so?
2: Yeah, I think the West is a lot more difficult than the East. The East has basically just been the Patriots dominating over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Washington right now is tied up with Philly, six and six.
2: Perfect.
1: Dallas is seventy-five, and the New York Fighting Jets football Jets is at four and eight. So. Oh well. All right, let's see here. Any other games I want to talk about before our next break? Uh, What's our time like, A Rod, before we take another break? Oh, okay. Let's break and we'll come back. A Rod and I will give our week 14 picks and predictions next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemon Williams, on the Boris America Sports Network.
0: At 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports Right here on the Voice America Network And let's talk football Have you become a member yet? You're outside the huddle with LeMont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Williams Sports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to the show. Outside the huddle with your host, Williams. On the Voice American Sports Network, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. December, got it right, not September, December 5th, 2018. All right, you rock. Week 14 kicks off Thursday night. Uh, NFL schedule, AFC South Showdown. The Jacksonville Jaguars will play the Tennessee Titans. All right, Jacksonville surprisingly beat the coach 6 to 0. Tennessee, I want to say, had a bye week last week. I don't remember seeing nah, their
2: game. they against the Jets.
1: Oh, they played the Jets. That's right. And they won against the Jets. Yep. So, with that being said, who do you think will win the game?
2: I got Titans. The reason why I say the Titans is because you, you can't doubt them. I mean, they're doing good. As far as, like, the, with the defense, I think they could really tweak on a couple things to make them a little bit more sharper so that way they can not give up any more running. Uh, Marcus Mariota okay. definitely was doing good, like always. Big, Huge fan of him, especially coming from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the talent. They can do it. The Lions are, are way yeah. better than what they were before. I mean, everyone used to doubt them. Can, they can do something now.
1: I'm going to roll the dice on this one. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville found some kind of four-leaf clover in their locker room. Going against Tennessee, I know Marcus Mariota, those guys will going to be ready for him. It's Thursday night football, so short week. Why not? Let's roll the dice. Let's say Jacksonville. I'm going to say Jacksonville. You going with Tennessee?
2: Yep, I got Titans.
1: Okay. Alright, going to Sunday's game, we have uh, New York Jets versus the Buffalo Bills, the Boo-Boo Bowl. Uh Do we even care? Who do you think wins win this game?
2: Oh, man. I'm going to flip coin on this one. Let me see here.
1: Uh, <laughs> Boo-Boo. Boo- Boo-Boo. The Boo-Boo Bowl. I'm going to go with I'm going Buffalo, I guess. I don't even know who's the starting quarterback for the Jets. Uh, Is the rookie guy still starting? Josh McCoy. (laughs) 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 All right, moving on. Carolina will play the Cleveland Browns at home. Well, excuse me, Carolina Panthers will travel to Cleveland, and Cleveland will host the Panthers. That sounds a lot better. Who do you think will win this game and why?
2: Oh, man, that's a difficult one. The Panthers, they, they disappointed me this week. I, I thought they would turn it around, but nope. I, I'd have to go with the Browns in this one.
1: Yeah, I had to in the Browns against the Texans last week. Um, I'm going to go with Carolina. I think Carolina found a way to get it done. They made some changes on their coaching staff. Maybe that'll shake things up. I'm going to go with Cam Newton and the guys against the Cleveland Browns. You got the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Atlanta Falcons will go to. Green Bay to play the Packers. Who do you think will win this game and why? Oh,
2: man. Actually, no. No, no. no. <laughs> they have a lot of negative stuff going on. i got to give it to the Falcons.
1: Yeah. Too much time on the coach.
2: Yeah, they're heading south quick.
1: Yeah, they fired, they fired their assistant coach for tweeting. So, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Falcons on this one. Even though, hey, if Arizona can go on Green Bay and beat the Packers, I'm pretty sure Atlanta Falcons can go on Green Bay and beat, and, and beat the Packers. So, I'm going to go ahead and go with Atlanta. one. Yeah. Falcons. For Baltimore. Baltimore traveling to Kansas City and play the Chiefs. Think Patrick Mahomes will pull it off?
2: Yeah,
1: I think he could. All right, so you got the Kansas City over Baltimore? Yep,
2: I'm going with the Chiefs on this oh.
1: one. Okay, you're going with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, too. I think the Ravens are going to lose that one on the road. New England going to Miami. That's a that's a nice trip right there. New England going from the cold to the hot to Miami to play the Dolphins. Who do you think will win this game? Uh,
2: I think Miami will do it. Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Say that again>. <laughs> JK. <laughs> nah, Patriots without a doubt. They're taking it. <laughs> that's already a given game.
1: Man, you can, go, you can go with the Dolphins if you want to. All I mean, right, Kyle man. might be on the beach right now. He's chilling. He ain't doing nothing. Man, I, well, I would love to now, be in
2: yo. Miami right now for sure. <laughs> nah, Patriots, that's a giving game. They're, they're going to walk all over them.
1: Yeah, I think the Patriots are going to beat Dolphins at home. Uh, New Orleans, that's a nice trip too, man, for New England players to go to Miami this time of the year. That's a Christmas gift for whoever fan, players on the New England Patriots team. like, hey, just come to Miami. It's hang a, out it's for a it. giving Weekend. game and
2: a vacation all at once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, New Orleans. New Orleans travel to Tampa Bay. Uh play the Buccaneers. Who do you think will win this game? Uh,
2: Buccaneers. Okay,
1: okay. I'm going with the Saints. Drew reason The boys will go out and and light it up. They let me down last to the week. Go for
2: Buccaneers.
1: Uh, I just don't trust uh Jameis Winston in that offense. Too of much inconsistency for the Buccaneers. I'm going with the Saints from on that one. Alright, New York Giants travel and play the watch the struggling Washington the Who do you think will win this game? Uh, it could be considered a boo-boo bowl, but uh, I ain't going to give you the label yet, but go ahead.
2: I want the Giants. they got to turn it around. I think Giants for sure.
1: Yeah, Giants are going to be doing too many issues right now. The quarterback position for the Giants and they got uh, Mark Sanchez, uh, their quarterback. So I, I, I'm going with the Giants.
2: Yeah, Mark Sanchez.
1: Uh, coach tra- coach traveling to Houston, playing to the Texans. I'll pick the Texans. Who do you think will win this game and why?
2: Texans, I got you.
1: Yeah, make it make it 10 in a row for the Texans. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals going to the Chargers. Who do you think will win
2: that one? Chargers. I, I, I got to get go with the Chargers on my end.
1: Okay, you got the Chargers on that one? Yeah. I don't know if he he's doing anything. Let's jump down to some afternoon games. Dallas Cowboys will host the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you think will win that one?
2: Man, I I have to go with the opposite team. I just the Cowboys—they're just not doing it for me. Not not one of my teams.
1: <laughs> I want the Eagles All to win. Right. I got the Cowboys to win that one. Pittsburgh go to Oakland? Who do you think will win this game?
2: Uh, Steelers.
1: <laughs> John Gruden—we're looking for the number one draft pick, so he some guys ain't gonna win. Um, oh, there it is. Your hometown? Well, your in-state team. Detroit comes to Arizona. Who do you think will win this game? And why?
2: If the Cardinals play exactly how they played this week, they have it.
1: Okay. I got Detroit over the Cardinals. L.A. Rams. Go to This is a really good game. L.A. Rams and Chicago Bears in Chicago. I- Sunday it night, it. who do you think will win this game?
2: I got to give it to the Rams. I think, I think they're going to come. The wow. Bears. They're going to give it to them pretty good.
1: Man, I'm going with the Bears on this one, bro. At home, Sunday night football, social field. It might, it might snow. Never, Man, shut up. I'm going with the Bears in that defense. Against the Los Angeles Rams Monday Night Football, I already know the answer. I'm gonna ask you anyway. Uh, Vikings traveling to Seattle. Who do you think will win this game?
2: Gotta go with my Seattle. I, we got, we have the talent. We can do it. Everyone's been on fire. We got to tweak our offense just a little bit on the line, and I, I think we, we just got to stop the, the rushing. We definitely can't let Russell Wilson get sacked uh, more than he, he got last game. Uh, I think, yeah, I want my Seahawks for sure.
1: Yeah. I, I think Seattle find Seattle a way to pull it off against Minnesota. Uh, I'm predicting something. I'm going to give a score for this one since we got a little more time left. I'm getting, I'm going to say 35-17. 30, Who do you think was the score on that one? If you
2: uh, had to predict a predicted score. I'm going to have to go maybe 32-24. Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay. All right, Rod, anything else before we wrap up the show?
2: I think that's about it. We just gotta see what happens this week.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the the feedback and your opinions on stuff. And how much time we have before we wrap up?
2: Time for us to start wrapping up right about now. (laughs)
1: Okay. I want to thank everyone out there for listening to the show Outside the Huddle this week with your host LeMont Williams. Until we meet next Wednesday, have a good week and a good weekend.
0: Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.